Bluff City NIL is an official partner with Coaching for Literacy, a nonprofit organization using the power of sports to impact childhood literacy. You can read more about them at coachingforliteracy.org or at Coaching for Literacy on social media platforms. Your donations to Bluff City NIL are 100% tax deductible because of our partnership together. So we thank you for supporting Memphis Tiger student athletes and helping promote the monumental cause of childhood literacy. Devin Booker's got a shoe coming out. Bro, that shoe is horrible. It looks like some kind of fake blazer slash Air Force One. Then it's like a weird-looking new book with some cheap-looking clear sole on the bottom. The font on the tongue looks terrible. No way, man. Like, no way he's shooting ball in those. No way, man. The fact that we haven't seen anybody from Nike or Devin's camp come out and say that's not real is stunning that to me. real. It's got to be. <laughs> no way, bro. But it can't be real. Those dogs are nasty. Don't even like you're supposed to be playing ball in them. No, man. Tune in to The Anthony Sane Show, Wednesdays and Fridays at 12 p.m. weekly on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Welcome to Tigers Untapped, a Bluff City Media podcast. Stepping up to the microphones are your hosts, Trey Lasley and TJ Willis. Pull up your chair, grab your favorite brew, and enjoy the conversation. Now, let's get to the show. What up? Welcome back to Tigers on Tap, brought to you by Hoop City Basketball. Uh, they got summer camps going on. I think the last opportunity is next week, July 31st through August 3rd. Got a little boy or girl, age 5 to 14. They'll have a camp all next week. Get them signed up. You go to bluffcity.co backslash hoopcity. $95 off registration fee. So you get signed up. DJ. What's going on, man? How goes it, my friend? Uh, just another day in paradise. Can't even can't care. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the paradise of East Memphis yes. over there. What are we uh, What are we sipping on this eve? Hmm. This is this Memphis looks, made. This looks like my water out of the faucet. Memphis is truck. Diesel water. That is. They're in, out there in Germantown. The truck with a T. I'll tell you what. The one thing I didn't think about is this is a stout brewed with French truck coffee. I'm not a big. I'm wearing a white shirt, so I got to be real careful. Yeah. You got a barbecue stain on the white T-shirt. Okay. I am not. Trey, your face when you first took the first sip was not. Um, I'm just, I don't know. I haven't had the opportunity to drink a whole lot of water the last four or five days. <laughs> I imagine this is what uh, my diesel water in Germantown tastes like. I'm not a huge coffee person, especially when it's infused into my beer. This guy's just giving away his rating already. But we'll get through it. It's also not ice cold either. Oh, that's unfortunate. Which is the. Uh, the downfall of us taking so long to get started. No, mm. oh, there it is. That quickly. Mm. Unbelievable. <laughs> We're not even 90 seconds in and TJ's got a stain. It's okay. My wife will get it. She's got my back. Let's zoom in. Let's see it. Let's see that. Let me. Right there. It's yeah. not a lot. It's really not. You a know lot. what that reminds me of? If you're listening, you haven't seen this. You need to go look. Oh, gosh. What year? It's got to be mid 2000s. The Tide. Tide pen stain commercial guys in an interview for a job and he's got a coffee stain on his white button down hardest I've ever laughed at a commercial because it 
He gets asked questions in an interview, obviously, right? And he's trying sure. to answer. The whole time, the stain is just screaming over him while he's trying to answer. It's a great commercial. Go look it up. I don't think I've heard of that one. Really? I have to check it out. Trey, what's on the docket today? My well, dude? before y'all get started, Trey. Just kidding. Before y'all get started, Trey, we've been sitting here for a good 45 minutes, getting started, getting planned, everything, getting ready. So we have the best show possible for everybody. TJ hasn't sneezed once. Immediately. It's, it's it when the lights go on. Is it we when, talked about this last week when we were recording from home because since we've been in studios, neither one of us has like started coughing or anything. No. Immediately last week. I don't, I don't know, know what it is. I was coughing a couple weeks ago. Maybe there's mold. We may, we may have mold in our houses or something. I don't know about that. I'm pretty sure I don't have mold. Well, I don't, if it's something I don't know about the is. lights, maybe. For the sneeze? Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. Look that up. We're going to need some uh, science on that. I mean, I know when you feel a sneeze coming on, people say to look up. I was like trying to light. pinch it back. It did not work. That's right. I mean, there's snot everywhere, but it's fine. Purple elephants is what I've heard you're supposed to say. To stop yourself from sneezing? Yeah. Mm. I, I just didn't want to be like, purple elephants, purple elephants, purple elephants. Over here, and you guys start freaking out that I'm having some type of exorcism. I mean, just let it go. I mean, sneezing is normal. People sneeze. I don't think, we don't know why. I know we do. I'm thinking of yawning. We don't know what yawns are for. Uh, anyways, on the dock, on the docket, we got a... Uh, been some rumors floating around about the old, uh, I always want to say falafel. It's not right. I know. It's falafel right Leonard. I'm calling him falafel. T. Fell Leonard. I don't, he's not, I mean, he basically confirmed it. He went out on his Instagram live and pretty much said he's not going to end up in Memphis. Yeah, you called it a rumor. I don't think it's a rumor. I think it's. Well, until he officially announces, yeah. I guess. Um, I mean, he's definitely not here. We've talked about it, that being concerning as a first time transfer. So he's not finishing classes. He didn't have anything yeah. holding him up. Why hadn't he been here? Yeah, no, that's a great point. I, I think that him coming out and saying something is um, not necessarily ideal, but it definitely kind of eases the mind of why he's not here. Like you, you kind of understand why he's not here. It sounds like he's just not going to come yeah. regardless. So. And I, I mean, there's been a couple of different speculations out there of maybe it's a, a grades mm -hmm. issue. Or uh, I don't know that that's accurate. Yeah, I I mean possibly if if you think he was thinking he was maybe going to the NBL or something, maybe he stopped. He did stop after basketball season going to class or something. But uh, I think it may have been the staff moving on. Yeah, it's, it kind of seems that way. I mean, once for me personally, I don't know how you felt about it, but the moment you grabbed David Jones, it was kind of like, okay, these guys kind of do the same thing. So someone's going to have to come off the bench. I mean, obviously, they don't yeah. do the same thing. Like, Jones is much more offensively first, yeah. right? Um, Falafel is more defensive. Yeah, but kind of the same position type of situation. I don't think you're putting Leonard in. I mean, for two, sure, but they're not both starting. Yeah, that was, that was kind of where I was going with that. Like, right. someone was going to have to come off the bench. And I don't think they, they sold Leonard to come here and come off the bench. So... I could and be wrong I, on that. I don't know that they were sold on maybe potentially what what NIL was discussed for somebody that was going to end up being a bench guy or coming well, off the bench. You know, the University of Memphis has no participation with NIL, you know. So that was a side conversation that was being had, you know. Yeah. Guys, guys. 
But uh, does this, you think this is any indication of how the staff feels about DeAndre's waiver potentially? Yeah, I think it, ha- it has to play a part. Maybe reallocating some of those funds? There's that. That That's obviously a part of it, reallocating minutes. I, I just think if you feel very strongly that DeAndre's coming back, you're going to get Brown cleared. You, you kind of needed a spot open in a sense. And if you think that Leonard is going to play anywhere between three, three and four position wise, I just, I think they, I think they would obviously much rather have Deandre on the roster, Deandre plus blank, whatever they end up doing with that extra scholarship. Then they would having TFLA, TFL. What's it? Why do I struggle with this? Falafel. I mean, it's not a. It's not an I, easy I, name. I think you got in my head with it personally when you said the falafel thing. Now I keep thinking falafel. And I. And by the way, speaking of falafel, it's incredible. You, I know. Have you ever had the dill pickle falafels? No. Okay. Trader Joe's. It's a great snack. Mm-mm. Air fry them up. Little ranch. It's good not stuff. for me, man. Interesting. Uh, so I. I think the DeAndre thing played a part in it. I'm I'm assuming you're probably right there with me. I would say, yeah. I, I don't think you let TFL go if you don't have a very strong, yeah, encouraging feeling that DeAndre is going to be here. Well, I mean, the NCAA did message him and tell him he is eligible sure. with one more year, so I feel pretty strongly about that right. myself. I mean, I would too. And, you know, I, th- all that to say, I, they're also not – they're not done. DeAndre or not, recruiting doesn't stop till school starts. And even then, I mean, some would say recruiting continues in handshake lines. And well, we know for a fact, I think it was up to the first day of class last year. We thought we had a three-point sharpshooter in Emmanuel Acott. Until eh, the eleventh hour, we didn't get quite that far. I mean, it was like June. Uh, no, yeah, Kenny, was it not further along? I swear it was further along than that. I don't think we got. It, it. seems Googleable. I don't think we got up to to class. I want to say it was like August, the first week of August. I know he was here. He was working out at the facility, but not with the team. Sheesh. He was here, but was he ever with the team? No, he was not working out with the team. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to go back and look and see what date it was. Yeah, we're both looking it up. I'm this is looking. great podcasting right here where you watch two dudes Google stuff. Anyway, oh. I, I agree oh. with you that the recruiting never stops. You always want to make your roster better if you have August 22nd. Yeah, yeah, I knew it was like class time. Really? I did yeah, not remember super, it being super that late. late. Freaking slick, Rick. Now he's on our side. What's up, boy? Wow. Goodness. Yeah, he may have gone to morning class and then was like, you know what? I'm out of here. When I close my eyes and like try to envision that moment, I think Slick Rick is on the UC lawn with a helicopter. Just a big like w- Slick Rick decal on the side. I think of we it. would have seen that, though. I wasn't there. Somebody surely would have had a photograph. I can't call it. That's how I picture it. My well, head, the good news is we've got Slick Rick on True. our side. True. <laughs> we got weeks until class starts. Like Labor Day? September sometime. Yeah, it's about that time. Um, You know what time it is, though? 
Oh, I think it's uh, about sausage time. It's about sausage yeah, 30. Sausage time. Uh, we're currently sitting at 37th. No update because we hadn't had any roster movement. You take away falafel. Drops you to 41. Mm, don't love it. Don't love it. But in the grand scheme of things, we already said it likely coming off the bench. Sure, Are you really? Sure. I mean, how do you feel about Leonard potentially not being here? Well, we know he's probably not coming. Yeah, I mean. Does it hurt that much? It's not great. I mean, he was what? I think they said that the top five or number six defender in the transfer portal, whatever that stat was. I mean, that, that yeah. is something to consider. He is a good defender. I don't think we have anyone else on the roster right now that is I would primarily say elite level defender. Yeah, that is an athleticism. Exactly. No one is a, is a, a primary elite defender. Uh, can guard multiple positions like that. No one is. I think. I think Leonard would have been incredible in transitions for Penny, just because you got to have someone who gets down the floor very quickly, long, athletic guy. I think he fit that mold perfectly. Yeah. But there's some trade off there because you get David Jones, who's a little bit more offensively skilled, maybe not the defender, but that's someone who's kind of like a point forward. Because maybe some questions on how the secondary. Ball handler is going to come out. I don't know who you end up choosing, who ends up being here. I, I don't know. But in, in the worst-case scenario, you we've seen it with DeAndre. You could have David Jones technically play some point forward. If uh, Quinterly gets hurt, he slows down. They're trying to give he and Mills some time off, whatever. I, just, I like what Jones brings to the table. And I think I would take his offensive upside over the extremely one-sided aspect of – Leonard. Leonard. Because you're going to get some defense with Jones. You're not going to get. Sure. I, I think from, right, it's all on a defensive standpoint. If you're wanting to get back to, like, that Ken Palm most efficient most efficient defensive rating, yeah, like, you need a guy like Leonard. Sure. So, from that aspect, it definitely hurts. Because I think, I mean, Mills, Jones, they've been kind of meh defensively within college sure but it's also like does penny get them to that next level is it is it the difference of playing for penny hardaway is what takes your defense to the next level yeah i i think it also it's so hard to grade this now until we find out what they do with that next scholarship because if you're able to bring in uh, for me i i think the next position i would consider maybe another shooting guard maybe someone who's just more of like a shooter in general because when I think of the roster, the way it is made up right now, you have Quinterly, you have Mills. Um, those are kind of your backcourt, uh, the presumed backcourt that's going to start. And then your backups, whatever you think at point guard, if it's going to be young, if Mikey comes. Um, and then your secondary, your backup at shooting guard is Jaden, I guess. And, like, that's it. But, like... And then you start getting to a situation of, well, if Jaden is going to play there, I know there's not like line changes, right? You're not going to have first string out, second string in. This is an hockey kind of situation. But there's some – it's a little thin there for me because I don't necessarily trust freshmen to be much for contributors. I just don't. It doesn't – there was a stat last year where there was like two in like the top 100 contributors. uh, In the day and age of the transfer portal, freshman contributing is not totally gone, but it's – sure. It's rare. So for me, I would prioritize shooting guard. I 
think you may differ on what position they would probably look at next on bringing someone in. I mean, I, I yeah, I, I think a lot of those guys are interchangeable. I think maybe a big just as a backup. But sure. I, at this point in time, it's like, who are you going to be able to go out there and get and say, hey, you yeah. know, we got Jordan Brown who yeah. played, we talked about it last week, what, 32 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at 8 to 12 minutes probably for somebody, maybe. Yeah. I, but I, I get, I'm like, I'm not doubting Penny. I'm sure that there is something out there in the works. Dude, find me some big Russian dude. I don't know. I'm just thinking of someone random. There's always that one guy who's out there playing for some super small Russia, school. Russia been putting out a lot of bigs. Maybe. I don't know. But, like, go look at Stetson's roster or something random. Some school that's random like that. They're going to have some 6'11 dude who pulls in 13 rebounds a game or something wild just like gonna that. Just get a board getter. Just go grab you a big that can just pull in some boards because that's kind of been the one thing that I think we have really been lacking with. It's just a big who solely focuses on just grabbing boards and second points, second chance points. It's like you had it with DeAndre. He was a decent rebounder, but it kind of at times felt like he was the only one really rebounding. And then you kind of get him playing far away from the basket if he's playing the four. So, like, Brown can rebound, so I feel better about that. But if either one of those dudes is off the court, I'm like, it's a total toss-up for me. Because I think Jordan is kind of an undersized five. Um I mean, I guess you could put Pierre there. Rumor has it he's seven foot seven now, so he just keeps growing every day. So I don't know what you do there. So you could convince me of center for sure, and I think that would be a perfect use of another scholarship. But I couldn't sit here to begin telling you who's out there. Alexis Yetna is he still out there? What's that dude up to? Stinson does have Muhammadadu Diawara, who's a six ten two fifty senior center. There's always some rando that's from, gigantic. From Molly. I wouldn't hate it. I just made up a school. By the I know. Way. That, I was was not, just, that is not in any type of way a hint of who we're going after with the last college. I mean, it wasn't a bad idea. Oh, Lexus yet now still sitting out there. So I don't know how he's still in college. I don't. Yeah. He is class of 20. He was like an ALOS class, I think. Wow. TJ. You don't want to know what Diawara's high. I'm not even kidding. This is not a joke. This is factual. I just made up Give numbers. Me, it doesn't matter. Give me a guess of his career high in rebounds. Probably the exact opposite direction, too. Times 10. TJ had 20 this year yeah. <laughs> against Wisconsin-Milwaukee. That's exactly what we're looking for. Yeah, I was just making up something. March 19th, 2023. What are you going to do? 20 boards. Anyway, you get my point. He had a big night. He had a career night on March night. Made is this the only game he's ever played? He had 18 points, 20 boards, shot 11 free throws, made eight of them. Five of ten from the field. 30 minutes played. What's this guy's name? All against Wisconsin. I'm about to shoot Milwaukee. Penny an email. Number 15. Go Mahama Mamadou. Mahama Mamadou. I don't know if that's even right. M a h a m a d o w d o u. All right, we are. We're so far off your rocker, but you get my point. He's a grad transfer. Get him here. You find international studies. Just is like, you good, know what? We got a good business school over in Fogelman. Give me 15 minutes a game, whatever the backup pick would get. I'm just going to come in and just pull in rebounds, and I'm going to make a tournament. If this run ends up with happening with Diwar, we're buying lottery tickets. <laughs> the fact that you just threw out Stetson and they the Hatters, and he we, they got a 20-board-a-night kind of guy. My nationality was off. 
I went with Russian. Whatever. Molly's close. All right. What do we have? What's today? Today is the 24th. So we're like T minus a week. We're a week as of yesterday. This will come out Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So Tuesday, yesterday, the Tigs will be down in the Dominican facing none other than former Tiger himself, Booty Shorts Lester Quinones. Who else? What's the other guy's name? Uh, <laughs> Quis Darte. Duarte. 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 I mean, half of our time trying to get ready to do the show <laughs> is trying to help Trey with pronunciations of names. It's hilarious. Look, it's a tough one. I'm not good with names. I was big on Duarte to the Grizz. That's the only reason I had to pronounce his name. But heading to the Dominican. Are we about to get smoked? We've got seven guys on campus. I think this is, is it seven? Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. How dare you? We have eight guys. Okay, so yeah, eight. we got eight guys. So we're still waiting on uh, Brown, Jones, Quinterly, and Young. Young to show up. Mikey. We'll talk about that here in a second. Well, at the time of this recording, Quinterly is here. That's nice. Is that he? makes me feel a little bit better. Breaking news. So we got nine. I feel a little bit better. Yeah, so... I definitely feel a little bit better. I mean, you're there. You play, what, two, three games? Yeah, you play three games. Uh, you got the Dominican national team on 8-2, so mm-hmm. that Wednesday, which I th- that will be the Leicester uh, Duarte game. It's good. Then you play the Dominican select team on the 4th and the 6th, which I don't know who will be on the select team, but uh, I would say that's probably Leicester competition. Yeah, I'm curious to see how that works because we actually in the Discord we just had a conversation of like this year's Grizz or this year's Tigers team proposed Tigers team versus the Memphis Hustle and who would win. You only have two players. This was from the NBA that are going to be on that national team, and I bet it's going to be relatively competitive. And I understand it's not the full team, but we'll we're see. talking about two halfway composed okay. rosters. The proposed question was also including DeAndre, everybody here, and the hustle without any two-way guys, right? I believe so, yeah. I don't, even know who else is, I don't even know who else is on the hustle. The, my, uh, the Duke guy. I mean, the Tigers Matthew are probably Hurt. older than the hustle. Yeah, I think they are. I think we actually looked into I mean, we would just grown man on them all day. They are grown men, too. The Memphis, Kenny, will you help me out? No, I, listen, the hustle would win. Dude, sure. <laughs> They literally that's not just even, that's played not even basketball all day. That's not a question, man. Like, it's not a legit question. Anthony Sane did that in the Discord, and it about pissed me off because you had... <laughs> he knew what he was doing. He knew exactly what he was doing. Damn you, Anthony! <laughs> you don't think that there's any... How many of the Tigers you think could make a G League team? Uh, uh, three? Three? Yeah. I mean, I, you got to think the freshman, it's so hard to determine. I mean... Uh, Pierre, we don't know what he's going to become yet. I think if you had to make me list it right now, I mean, Quinterly already tried, didn't he? And that's why he ended up coming back because he didn't really have a shot out there. I think Mills could make it. Um, it's really the question Brown is, and DeAndre. How many guys on the Tigers team could get a two-way contract right now? No, it's minus two-way guys. But that's, that's what I'm question. saying. We're ramping it up even a little bit more for them, like giving them – more of an opportunity 
it's not just making the hustle. It's guys that can have it that have a chance to play in the NBA. And I just don't think there's, I think there's a few, maybe, I mean, it's not many. They're, they're, they're older guys. Mm -hmm. That's the problem, right? All right. So let's get it back on track here. So you're going to be headed to the Dominican. As of right now, you've got Quinterly, you've got Caleb, Jaden, Carl, JJ, Jordan, Pierre, Ashton, and little slick himself. Noah Stansberry. What? Just answer me this. What what is the freakout scale one to ten if we come out and lose on August second to the Dominican National oh, Team? Oh, I mean, does not matter what the roster is or who's there. I think it would. It's it would. I think it reminds me of when did we go to Canada with Passner and got just smoked by one of those. I don't remember that. That happened to Canada. Uh, yeah, we took basketball? like a, I know that was the problem. Um, we went yeah, up there and I, played some like Canadian prep school. No, because it's one of those things. Penny's literally taking those guys up there and just trying some weird stuff down there. But yeah, correct. I had Canada in my brain. Uh, I think you're going to get some weird stuff. Like you're going to get heavy run of the young guys. I think that that's probably the smartest thing to do there is get your young guys as much run as possible. I think it will be by far much more competitive than the Bahamas trip when, when we had like Bahamas postal workers showing up still in <laughs> uniform and changing on the sidelines. Shout out to that guy on Facebook who was like filming that. Live stream. Can yeah. we get that? If you're going back, I don't remember couch. who you are. If you're going back, can we get that again? That hookup on Facebook? I think it was actually an iPad he had, oh, but whatever it was, it was, yeah, this is the worked. Dominican is not going to be televised. I believe. No, I mean there's no official streaming. We're yeah, gonna you need, say that. We're gonna need a, uh, gonna need a Facebook live sitch again. Yeah, we're gonna have to bring it in. It's uh, it's Kenny. Why don't it, we get a BCM crew down there? Hey man, if we can find somebody to pay our way, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> Flies down there. We'll see what happens. I'll take the hit for the team. Don't worry. Mm. I'll go to the Dominican. Flights this late. I can make something happen quick. Um, so no, you Quinterly, Caleb, JJ, Carl. Jaden, Jordan, Pierre, Ashton, and Noah Stansberry. So you're rolling up with. It's an interesting group of people. You don't have a true big man necessarily. Mm. Like Jordan's there. I think he's what six eight, kind of a small ball five. That's probably big for what you're playing against. But yeah, I mean, I don't know what the whole Dominican national team r- roster is looking like these yeah. days. It's um, it's going to be an interesting makeup. So I don't. Win or lose, I'm not sure you're really learning much. It's really just trying to get a lot of these guys. I mean, I think he's a little bit more experience. And it's bonding opportunity. Sure, 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 sure. So then is that concerning that some of those guys aren't going to make it? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that's not. No, I take it back. Because you have plenty of time between now and the, was it Lemoyne Owen? Is that the the first one? CBHU or CB? Yeah, whatever. whatever. I don't remember. You know, the first exhibition. You've got a good enough time between then, uh, between now and then, that I think that you're going to have enough run for these guys to get to know each other. But obviously, the sooner the better. I would love for it to be a full roster going down there because you would have a general idea of what you look like when you win 105 to 45 or you lose 76 to 60, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. You, know, you get my point. Uh, I think you would definitely have a better idea of where you stand in terms of just raw talent before Penny has put his little Penny touch on things because you and I are, are big proponents of 
continuity and having those types of guys come back and really kind of um, being the coach on the court kind of situation when Penny can't be there in those moments. Yeah. And I could read back that list of names to you, but there's only one name that we're really familiar with, and that's Jaden, right? It's None of the other guys are f- that familiar. They've been here for maybe a month or so now, so they really don't have it kind of embedded into their mind just yet. So it'd be nice to have them, don't get me wrong, but I, I'm not necessarily sure that it's, it's a do-or-die type of situation. Oh, know? I don't think so at all, but I do think that if we go out there and we lose that first game, there's going to be some... Hey, the the app Twitter freak out. No, X freakouts. X. It's gonna be X freakout. There will be some freakouts. People will lose their minds. I mean, against that national team, you're talking about two guys on that team. I don't care who else is on the team. You're talking about two legitimate NBA players in Lester Quinones and Chris Duarte. Like, they probably are. The Tigers are probably gonna lose that game. Is my is what I was suspect. Hey, if Penny knows anything, is how to shut down Lester. <laughs> I'll give you this, both of you, Kenny and TJ, answer this. Lester Quinones points over under twenty six and a half. Over, over, over. Wow. Over. Okay. Over. He's gonna be raining from half court. Actually, I may take the under because he should pack it up and not even risk the damn game. I wouldn't even play if I were. Yeah. Well, over, I, over under five made threes from Lester. Over. Probably over, yeah. Yeah. TJ's taking the over on five made threes, but the under on 26 points. No, I was saying I was I should have taken the oh, under okay. because I don't think he should play. But yeah, I think Duarte is like a, an actual He's a NBA rotational NBA. player for the Pacers. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Like this dude I, has played. I know. I'm not. Borderline 80 games already. I'm telling you, I think that. And he's, he came into the league at like 27. Probably, he was Oregon's DeAndre. You probably lose next Wednesday, and I'm just telling you, people are going to freak out. This is a great segue because there was a freak out on Twitter about the Bill Street boys losing. And half that damn team wasn't even former Memphis players. I was – I look, look, I don't know who's I will in say charge this. of the I Bill couldn't Street decide stuff. if it was awesome or if it was funny as hell that Wichita, Kansas cared that much about a damn basketball <laughs> tournament of a bunch of old dudes. It's the second year in a row that that has been the narrative about that Aftershocks team. Like, yeah. they have the game in Wichita, Kansas. I mean, that arena was had packed. more people in it than when we played Wichita State, I feel like. There's not much to do they in can't. Wichita, guys. Like, I mean, Is this there doesn't, not? This doesn't shock me too much. I've never been, but I... I could, I literally couldn't decide if it was impressive. <laughs> this or this laughable. team, this this city loves their team, bro. They don't show up to Wichita State games. I mean, they do, and they're good. <laughs> but to watch a bunch of thirty to thirty-five year olds, I don't know how. Yeah, I mean, Frank Camp looks thirty-five or older. He, does he even at Wichita? For some reason, I thought he was at Indiana or no. I think he he played at Iowa? Kansas and Wichita, didn't he? I don't know. Maybe that's wrong. I'm probably thinking of the wrong guy. I tried to just pull up this roster, and I can't find it now. I think they just completely shut it down real quick. Roster for who? Uh, the Bill Street Boys. It's just a real weird They've roster. They've already guy. deleted. Yeah, Frank can't play for Kansas and Wichita State. Is that who it was? Big Kansas guy. Um, I just thought it was a weird, wow, like an oddly only, composed he's only roster. He's only 28. Mm, that's not great. I just thought it was a, an oddly composed roster, personally. It was. It was strange. 
I don't know who's in charge of that. Like, I don't know who's like the team captain type of situation. And who Willie Kemp it. is the head coach. Willie GM. Kemp. They call him GMs, Kenny. Yeah, I just I looked at the roster and thought it was super strange from the get go. But like, whatever. Look, I don't I know. Can't, I can't. I can't. It it made me mad. I don't know why I turned it on. I guess because there's nothing else to do. Sure. I would. I tweeted back at Parrish because he said something about it laughing, and I'm like, "Why am I watching this?" And he said, "Because we're bored." And I was like, "Yeah, now I'm <laughs> bored and pissed off." <laughs> I mean, they were up 21 with a couple minutes left uh, in the third goodness. and lost. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's um. Do you like the Elam ending stuff? Yeah, I think that's fun. I think it's fun for stuff like that, but well, I don't be- think it has a place in real competitive basketball. Someone um, that will go unmentioned or unnamed in this tweeted out that the Elam ending should be adopted. This is their tweet adopted in the NBA for fourth quarters and overtimes. And I'm like, the Elam ending means there would be no overtime, yeah. homie. <laughs> I don't think that's how that works, my guy. I think, Could you imagine? I think, I think they were just saying if you go to overtime, it ends up being Elam. Yeah. Could you imagine if the NBA tried to adopt the Elam ending into the ending of their games? I don't. Look, I I appreciate the Elam ending. I don't I hate the hack a shack. I hate that whole part I, of the game. I do, yes. It slows it down. I'm trying to but leave. Think of March Madness and the whole thrill behind a buzzer beater is that they don't happen every single game. Sure. If every level of basketball moved to Elam ending where every game was ended on a shot, a game winning shot. Yeah. I mean that takes away a lot of the excitement behind it, right? I mean, it's fun for little tournaments like that. It's a little tournament. I guess a million dollars to the winning team in the, a little tournament. But So you could do it with, like, the in-tournament, the in-season tournament that the NBA is doing, then do Elam ending or whatever. Just, like, as a fun. Just, just as well, for fun. They did yeah. it in the All-Star game. That's fun, too. Yeah, I like, I like, like it. That's fine. Because I, I think, again, it gets away from the fouling situation. Yeah. So it makes the end of the game more fun, but. Whatever you're, not, no one's gonna actually adopt that as yeah. like a, a full, you know, actual functioning into a game. Unfortunately, sure, they could though. It'd be pretty dope. Uh, the roster was weird. TBT. That's my end of my story on that. It's weird roster. It was. I mean, what you had uh, Taggart, Will Coleman, uh, Jeremiah mm-hmm. Adonis, who is. Thick, yeah, but can still ball like you. I mean, he is a big guy. He was kind of big here, though. I mean, he was he, always kind of like, yeah. You know, I mean, kind of got a hair on me. I mean, yeah, he was. He's a built dude, but now he's just like, yeah, he's big. He's a big guy. He's still hoop though. Hyman, Hyman was on the team. Not even a tiger. Yeah, I don't. I was just going tigers. Jeremiah Martin, Adonis, Taggart, Chris Crawford, Will. Yeah. I, I just think you know what we should have. We need Joey out there. I think because Alo who was a no show. I don't yeah, know what Alo, that was. I'm assuming they Alo's kept listing him as a hurt. as a key player, and my dude wasn't even in Wichita. <laughs> I don't know who gave ESPN their notes. I, it's a different timeline, and I don't think that this player connects to those players that were on the TBT team. But, like, the first 48 is definitely someone I would call just for shits and giggles because when Tyler gets hot, we know how fun Tyler can be. He would light up the TBT. I think he would be pretty good for TBT. I think Tyler would be someone they should call. Hot take. They wouldn't have lost the other night if they'd had Tyler. 
Yeah, there's a lot of guys from Memphis I think that they could probably put on that roster, but I don't know if they're wanting to go. Well, I guess they don't want to go just specifically Tigers if they had Hyman on there. But I mean, I think that they call them the Memphis alumni. I think the hope is to try to get yeah. all alumni, but I'm assuming some taking Memphis dudes. Some dudes just have life, right? You got jobs, you've got kids, you've got as a we wife. all do. Yeah, right. Whatever. That's probably why the roster was kind of the way it was. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. Like, is Taggart still Carville's coach? Yeah. Like, he's got stuff he's got to be doing right now. Not in the summer. It's a dead period for TWSWA. Psh, they're running ladders, dude. Go get you your 80K next year, I guess, since you're knocked out now. Uh, all right, mm. let's take a break. When we come back, we'll touch on AAC Media Days starting or started. Were yesterday, now that this is coming on Wednesday. Uh, look at that. A couple of predictions maybe take a look at uh some all-conference team yeah some more memphis football news and then we'll uh we'll close it out yeah come back got a shoe coming out bro that shoe is horrible it looks like some kind of fake blazer slash air force one then it's like a weird looking new book with some cheap looking clear sole on the bottom the font on the tongue looks terrible no way man like no way he's shooting ball in those no way man the fact that we haven't seen anybody from nike or devin's camp come out and say that's not real is stunning that to me real it's got to be <laughs> no way bro but it can't be real those dogs are nasty don't even like you're supposed to be playing ball in them no nah, Tune in to The Anthony Sane Show, Wednesdays and Fridays at 12 p.m. weekly on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. What up? We back. Teej. Well, when this, this episode comes out, AC Media Days will have happened yesterday. Correct. But as the filming this episode is occurring they have yet to happen the tigers are there coach ryan silverfield took uh junior quarterback seth hennigan defensive lineman jacob likes defensive Simeon. lineman jalen allen and db safety simeon blair that's a hell of a group of four guys to take to your i think media day for it is four i don't think that's normal I feel like I yeah, saw every other four. school took like two. One offensive I, guy, one defensive guy. I think four is probably the max I've ever seen, yeah. They took a nice little PJ, a little private jet, Wilson Air. You yeah, did y'all see that video? The video is cool, man. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. Jay, people are going to love Jalen Allen at the media day, by the way. Yeah. Oh, he's a great, he's an easy guy to like. I think I actually, I mean, I, we obviously always like Jalen Allen, but that little video, the thing you did with them a couple months back, like the uh, day in the life, we got to do more. Day of those, in the life. If you can get back to that, Kenny. That was fun, oh, man. 
they won't do it. That. They won't do it in fall camp. But what if we could do a day in the life and me and TJ got to be Tiger football player, like go through a full day, like workouts and everything. Okay. Guys, I don't want to do that. This is something that has been pitched. I, I just want y'all to know that. I would have done it. We well, have, I'm talking full practice, everything. Mic us up. I want to see. I, don't want I want to, to see that. TJ's what? forty time. I want to see your forty time. What do you think it's gonna be? We could have a little, probably quicker than a four seven. It could be like a. Think. It could be like a, a BCM hard knocks episode with TJ and I out there practicing. I want to see TJ line up across from Jacob Likes and try to get to that cone in the back. How tall? Can he set it up? Jacob I'll Likes. do it. Six four. Yeah. So he's got he's got some some height on me. We're probably the same. Width, the same girth. Oh, I, would say. I thought you were gonna say weight. No, he's definitely got the weight on. Yeah, he's got. I mean, 40, 50 pounds on. Me. I feel like we need to get you and Gabe going first. Yeah, but you got the low center of gravity. You do have a low center of gravity. You, I feel you, like who's gonna get. win between me and Gabe? We need to know that answer. Well, I think you should. That's not practice. anything I need to prove. Oh, are you saying you'd beat Gabe? Oh, without a question. <laughs> without question. <laughs> I like to jab yeah. Gabe. It's fun. <laughs> um, no, I think you need to get back to the day in the life stuff. That's fun stuff. Maybe do like a, an offensive player this time around. Hey man, follow Jacob. See what Jacob or Jonah or, uh, Davy, uh, da- who else we got on the offensive line? Davian. Davian. Um, just follow these offensive linemen. See what they're Chris Morris. The day. Mm-hmm. Well, going to do that one. I don't think you're going to get that one done. <laughs> Don't can I can I give y'all a quick oh my god I can't believe I say this out loud y'all know I did his um I did a video following him a day in the life of his when he the day he signed to play for Memphis it is ready to come out I just never I was gonna put it out before the season started I wouldn't I wouldn't put it out there now I'd probably yeah can go ahead and delete that I'd probably package that one up put it away Kenneth why don't we uh (laughs) redo it (laughs) it was so cool too man Chris was yeah, awesome. I like those videos. Yeah, I think you I think you should do a day in the life of one of those guys. I mean, it actually may be more fun. I don't know if it's gonna be more fun to do like a, a new guy. Yeah. Or like um Dude, do a, a player and if you could do like a guy on staff, a mm-hmm. coach would be cool too. Yeah, like I, I think you could do maybe even like a freshman, I think would be fun because it's kind of like you get to see what it's like to go from high school. I'm not kidding. I would do this if I like I will take a day off of work to go and be a player for a day like i saw pros versus joes did you you remember that show pros yeah. versus joes absolutely i know for a fact it doesn't it rarely ever works out for the joe so i want you to go through these workouts i'm not saying it would work out there's nothing that could work Trey, out what do you think what is one skill that you have that you think you could possibly do well in on the field against the memphis tigers well <laughs> I mean nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Could you catch a ball across? Like if they, if Seth was throwing you a ball, could you get open and catch a ball? Yeah, I think you could. Like on a one-on-one drill. Yeah, or seven v seven. Yeah, I think you could get or seven v seven. I mean, if it was a full field, I could probably find an open spot somewhere. But I don't know that I'm catching something like just one-on-one straight up with Greg Rubin or anybody like. No, you have a serious. You have some serious height advantage there. I think that's one you could win. You think I could moss? You think Greg he Rubin? could moss Greg Rubin? Probably crazy. I, out of how I many mean, attempts? I have, I have the ability to catch a football. I think pretty He's good, six, but like six three, two twenty or two fifteen, whatever you are. Like, 
There's some serious size in yeah, there. Yeah, he's going to be on me like white on rice, That's TJ. That's fine. As long as Seth, <laughs> Seth likes to Puts throw it a little right bit high. Seth can, Seth can dot it up a little bit. I can't jump quite as high as I used to, but. I'm, I'm going to take your 28-inch vertical and 6'3 frame over Ruben. Whoa. Man. TJ's got a lot of confidence. <laughs> <in> Dude, <laughs> yeah. It's really, I want to amp up Trey because I what, want him to get out there. What if he went up against super Malik? Super confident. What if he went up against Malik Feaster? Out of, again, out of one out of ten times? Like could I, he get one catch? I don't know that balls. I could do ten reps. <laughs> Are you serious? Uh, no. And, I mean, yeah, I think he could catch a ball. In pads. It's going to be 99 next week. In pads. I don't. Oh, I run once a week. I'm not, it's off season. I'm not even playing soccer anymore. I legitimately don't think I could do ten reps one-on-one. Look, I think you got a shot. The problem is, is that as we get older... You take a week off, a you thousand lose. percent. I would get hurt. You lose oh, for sure. every for sure. every bit of athletic. I stopped playing volleyball a week ago and almost fell over my feet just a few minutes ago before the show started. Oh, Kenny kicked over all the cameras and lights in the studio. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Like, I mean, I was twinkle toes about a week we, ago. We on almost the had to cancel court. the recording this evening because <laughs> y'all the studio have, was a wreck. I mean, y'all should have seen me at the net in volleyball out in Cari. I would have spiked it so hard. Bro. I was crushing it. A week later, I don't. I, I go to the beach for a week and I come back oh, and well, I can't would, even walk. Yeah, that'll. Do we that. are so far off topic right now. I don't now. do that to anybody. All of that to say, TJ, reach. I mean, can you reach out to somebody? Let's get me out there. I'm. I'm. I'm so down for this. I will make it happen. All right. I. It, I'm gonna reach out to that equipment guy, and for my new profile picture, just strike me up. Put me in the helmet with the gli- the. The neon lights, like I'm lightsabers. We got to get you in that. I'm gonna call Brad Pope and see if we can get Please you do. in their new, their new little 360 room that they have, where they have all the lights mm, and stuff. The recruiting room. Get, oh my god! Did y'all see that? Yeah, it's nice. We got to get some like promo shots of you guys in a tiger helmet, pads, I everything. Have, I'll bring my own tiger helmets, baby. Yeah, TJ makes them. I had one, but I gifted it to a small child for Christmas. Your child? No, no, not mine. For all of, my hard work was just given away. We're so far off just topic. Just given away. It was for the kids. I'm making future Tiger fans. We are here. AAC Media Day. Trey, if you had to guess literally right now, rank out what you think the prediction of uh, the AAC will be this year. Oh, my gosh. Every team, I'll go top five. Go top five. Whatever. Sissy. I don't even know who all the teams are anymore at this point. Let me look them up. I can. All right, two, one, one is order. one's going to be Tulane. Coaches voting. Okay, this is by it's coaches and media, right? Tulane. Two, I will say. UTSA. TJ, TJ disagrees with that. Oh, I know he does. I think they're good. The problem is their schedule is brutal. Which is weird. You've been against UTSA all this time, and now all of a sudden you're like, so UTSA. No, I would, it's the other way around. I've been super for them, and now I'm against them because I didn't know their schedule was so bad. Like, I looked at it, and I was like, well, this team is extremely oh, yeah. talented. They're going to have... I mean, what, they play Houston at Tennessee, right? Like, Yeah, all their away games are hard. Yeah. I mean, And all their home games are like Rice. All right, it's going to be Tulane, UTSA, Gosh. SMU. 
because mm. people are obsessed with the transfer mm. portal. Us. Okay. Although I don't, do first place votes move you up higher? We may be third because I, I know we have one guaranteed first place vote. Shout out to B Moss over. Well, B Moss is in Dallas right now. Friend of the program. And he has been in our Discord and he dropped a nugget in the Discord. I want to get y'all's reaction. One media member, and he's trying to find out who it was, voted UAB number one in the conference this year. Stop. Is there a the, different UAB? The Blazers? In first year of uh, old Dilfer down there? Well, not even just that. They're not even that good. He would be coach of the year. Is Bill Clark no. still coaching it? No. And, and, and Dilfer maybe, is just there in image? What, maybe that's what happened. You know, Parrish always does the uh, poll attack. Isn't that, wasn't it Parrish that would do the poll yeah. attacks? I feel like that's what this is. Whoever submitted that did not know that Trent Dilfer was there and thought Bill Clark was still there. And But, but you heard Trent Dilfer on ESPN, right? Yeah. Dweeb. I want UAB. I want to be here in Birmingham. I live in downtown Birmingham. Oh, and he like dare I dare you. Yeah. I dare any of you power five schools to come and get my roster if I find out. You know, Hugh Freeze dared uh, people <laughs> to report him about any findings they <laughs> They did had, not. and that did not work out too <laughs> well. Not end well, brother. Well, yeah, I mean, now he's at Auburn making a lot of money. Also, one of those things. Although like, I was told this weekend by someone in the know that he's been playing a hell of a lot of golf down there in, in Auburn. Uh, if you're an Auburn fan, I wouldn't. that wouldn't sit well with me. I would just rather him stay off his cell phones. Play golf. Well, stay off your cell phones. That's true. Uh, to match you. That was only four. Oh, you didn't say the fifth? Yep. Uh, five. I'm going to go North Texas. Mm. Six, East Carolina. Mm. Seven, FAU. Eight. I'll take Temple. Tulsa, nine. UAB, 10. Navy, 11. Rice, 12. Have I said East Carolina? No. What about Charlotte? Right. Charlotte's last. Charlotte's 100% last. Uh, that's a three-win team. Tyler Murray might say different. Tyler Murray, he left there for a reason. <laughs> East Carolina's somewhere in the eight nine. You're about on par. South Florida's next to last, right in front of Charlotte. All right, we Is differ, that all of them. We differ there. I think so. Did you say Navy? Mm-hmm. I put them at like eleven. Uh, Eleventh. Okay. So I am. We have a lot that are similar. I have Tulane, UTSA. I think Memphis over SMU. I just think we're a better team. Like they, I'm. Not, this is not my ranking, by the way. If you're listening, this is what I think the media poll is going to be. Okay, that's what you said. Yeah, it is, and I, I stick with Tulane, UTSA. I believe the media would probably put SMU over Memphis. I think I would put Memphis over F- SMU. I think five will be FAU mm-hmm. because I like what Old the Hermanators doing down there. Yeah. Um, six UNT. I think that they have something to build off of. It was a close game with us last year, so I'm trying to give them a little something. I like Eric Morris. Is um, Grant Gunnell still there? No, no, dog. He is. Oh, no, he ended uh, up at uh, the Bobcats. Yeah, Texas State. Texas State. Which this is anytime, and this is my argument. This is I'm getting off on a, a tangent here. No, so he's at Sam Houston. Sam Houston, whatever. It's one of the small the schools. Bearcats. Bearcats. Um, people talk about 
SMU's quarterback, Preston Stone, so highly. This dude has thrown like 10 collegiate passes. I know it's more than that, but it's not much more than that. And all they do is sit there and go off and say, well, this dude was incredible in high school. I watched him. He was incredible in high school. He set so many records. As if Grant Gunnell does not exist. We've seen this dude get beat out left and right. He got beat out by Austin Ani. He got beat out by technically Seth. And people wanted him to be the starter. And pe- That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it, I understand it was maybe just a raw scenario. He got injured. Maybe if he didn't get injured, he would have started, and Seth never would have been the guy. Whatever you want to think a, there. He straight up it, got beat out the second year, he too. He straight up got beat out the what second year. Did he have a Liz Frank? Is that what? And no, it was like a foot. Angle. It was an Achilles. It wasn't. Oh, his was foot. it? Yeah. Oh, it, okay. was an, it was an Achilles problem. Oh, well, you can bounce back from Achilles. Never mind. Some people can. My point is, I don't care how great you were in high school. We've seen Gunnell was like the most like decorated. Oh yeah, he Texas was up quarterback. There. Like yeah. his stats were like bizarre. Like he almost killed it made at, up. But he killed it at Arizona too, though. No, no. killed strong. No, that, he was. He was the starter his freshman year, right? What does that mean? Arizona's garbage. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but they're about to be in the Big 12, so cool. It, that has nothing to do with how good they are at football. Look at this. Grant Gunnell, Arizona stats. Look it up while I do this because I don't want to sit here and Google while. He was pretty average. It, okay at best. Yeah. And it, the only reason you say that is because he was a freshman. Okay. You were going on about Preston Stone. So I just, I think it's people say the same thing about Preston Stone. Like, oh, he was incredible in, uh, he was incredible in high school. So he's going to be incredible now. I've seen it, but whatever. I'm sure he's going to be fine. I'm sure he's going to be good. I don't think he'll be better than Tanner Mordecai. And I don't even think Tanner Mordecai, if he were still there, I'm not sure I would put him. He was much. fine. Mordecai? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'd put him over Seth. Yeah. I was high on Mordecai, and I still don't know. Like this year, I think Seth has more to work with, and I have faith that the offensive line is going to be a little bit better. So I'm just, I would have put Seth over Mordecai this year. I think that they have nailed the quarterback situation in the American right now. And Seth's getting kind of pushed down to third team sounds disrespectful at times, but it's also because you have a guy who throws 70% completion rating in Harris. And then you have stupid Michael Pratt, who I don't think is that great, but he runs it, so he gets all these damn bonus points, uh, and that plays a part into it. He's good. Don't get me wrong. He's good. He was surrounded by an incredible cast last year. but He's a good college quarterback. He's a good college quarterback. Better so, than we've given him credit for. Yes. So UNT 6. All that to say, UNT 6, ECU 7. I think Temple is going to be higher because people are high on EJ Warren. Warner. Weird. EJ Warner, people are high on EJ Warner at eight. I think UAB gets a little bit more love than we originally believed they would. Um, but I'm going to say USF at nine because they have a quarterback who's good. They have all the talent around them. They just can't seem to pull it in. And I have a lot of faith in Goalish. Um, UAB, Navy, Tulsa, Rice, Charlotte to finish it out. We're not that far off. No, no, there was a lot of similarities. There. And you came in prepped with that. You made me do it on the spot. So. That is true. I did type this up while we were talking a minute ago. Um, I will say the uh, football Twitter account tweeted out, you see this graphic of all these little quick hitter stats? I did. Uh, I saw. Blue I mean, we've talked about this before, but one of only nine teams in the country with nine straight bowl game appearances, your Tigers, Mississippi State, Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma State, Georgia, Wisconsin, and Oklahoma. The only G5 in the country. 
look, I, a lot of big names in that list. That's so, it's impressive. And I get it. People don't care about toilet bowls. But the reality is, in the American, every bowl is a toilet bowl except for the New Year's Six. Mm-hmm. You can't do anything. I mean, mm-hmm. we can't do anything about our bowl tie-ins. Uh, 78 wins. That's 14th most in the entire nation since 2014. Uh, and we're one of only four teams in the country with 50 or more home wins since 2014. Mm. It's impressive. Us with 51. Clemson, Alabama, and Ohio State are the three others. You know what makes that stat kind of hurt? What? What were we at home last year? Do you recall? I think how many games we played last year? Six. I think seven at home. Seven. Five and two. Five and two. Yeah. We lost two home games last year, and that is so wild to say, especially since one of them you had on absolute lockdown. And arguably, you really had a great opportunity to win the Central Florida game. You turned the ball over twice in the red inside the ten. Yeah, I I, that one just felt dirty from the beginning. It, it, just, was, it was dirty. Yeah. Yeah, and the year before that, we you lost to UTSA. UTSA. Um, lost more than one. You lost two at home, I think, that year as well. So it's like, you know, whatever. We can sit here and, and hash out on how the team is going the opposite direction over and over and over again. They were 5-2 and two that year as well. You lost UTSA, and then you lost... Uh, ECU, that's right. Freaking hold mailers on third down. Dookie Brown. The entire game. And that awful. I'm not going to say it was awful. I'm not going to say it was awful. It's only awful because it didn't work. That's how that works. Okay. It shouldn't have come down to that. Um. So, yeah, you were what? Eighth in the American last year? Oh. Isn't that disgusting? That makes me want to throw this coffee stout right up. Four consecutive losses in a row for a bit. I think that's the first time since I four consecutive losses. This is probably the first time since Fuente. I think it was 2013. Yeah, that no, first. Yeah, yeah. 13 or 12. Yeah, 13. Because all of our st- statistical well, records start in 14. Is that because the American though? No, the American started in 13. Was it 13? Yeah. But the American with Navy. Started in fourteen, so maybe that's the American what we know as today. Yeah, well, what we did last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, not a chance in hell the Tigers finish in eighth in the American this year. There's just no way, dude. You're too talented. Are you? Yes, you're too talented. Because Pro Football Focus put out their first team All Conference AAC. Shut the front door. And the Tigers didn't have a single offensive or defensive player on the first team. You know who did? Rice did. UTSA had 74 players. UTSA's entire starting lineup on both sides <laughs> of the football were listed. Yeah, I think they're going to regret that one. I do. Maybe not regret it, but midway through the season when UTSA is 5-4, and four, it's obviously more than halfway. Wow. Dude, their schedule is brutal. It's not looking good. It's not really it's not gonna be that bad. They'll what were they, a ten win team last year? They'll probably be a very well could be an eight win team this year. And that's just because the home games are kind of easy for them. But 
um, to have one, two, three, four. I mean, you're telling me we all have one offensive and defensive person. Six to, yeah, it, it's a little bananas. I'm not going to lie. If you go to PFF's website, they actually put Joe Doyle on there as first-team punter, so that's good for us because if he were here, he would. That would be sick. He would probably be the best punter. I would agree with that. He was pretty incredible. Um, I did find it surprising when looking at this that Tulane only had one player on offense and defense. Well, they lost a lot, right? They did, but this is still a team that is expected to compete, if not win, the conference. And you're telling me they only have two of the best players in the conference? Meanwhile, UTSA has seven, six, whatever the number was, and they're not projected to win? Maybe someone out there absolutely has them projected to win, but um, a little shocking to me. And I think the fact that Memphis doesn't have anyone listed on the first team is more so the amount of turnover you had at a lot of positions and the fact that where Memphis is most skilled happens to be the most skilled position in the conference. And that's a quarterback, right? We already talked about Frank Harris uh, being QB one for the American. Um, what's Dingus and Tulane? Why can't Pratt two, Pratt two Seth Seth three. three, right? So I get it. I don't know if I could make an argument for anyone. If I could reasonably make an argument for anyone to be first team on offense or defense, maybe defense. I think Cremonte could probably have an argument to be made. I would have to go look back at who else they have. They got from North Texas pretty damn good. Um, I think Cremonte has secretly had a really good season last year that I, I think that he could have a chance to be on there. Um, you think Jeff could be on there? Lil Putang? No, I don't think Jeff could be on there, only <laughs> due to the fact that... Poutine. Yeah. That's what I meant. Not, not Poutine. I, um, I cut that. <laughs> I don't think Jeff could be on there because he just didn't have a ton of time. <laughs> what is happening here? It's 11.15 at night. That's what's happened. He just didn't have a lot, right? Give me a coffee stout. I don't know what to tell you. That's fair. Um no, I think Cormonte diesel water all week. Had forty six tackles, which doesn't sound like a lot. Uh, first year in the system, but six tackles for a loss, four and a half sacks. I mean, one forced fumble. I think there's an argument. It's just a lack of. He's been. I'd say one year. Sure, I think that's exactly what it is, and that's kind of my whole thing. Is I don't think you realistically could put a ton of Memphis guys on there because you have essentially three new wide receivers outside of Skates. Skates is back. You can't. Skates cannot be on. I understand. I understand. But that my point is, like, if you're trying to think about Memphis's skill positions, Skates is your most experience. I don't know yeah. between he and Rock. I think Skates probably has more snaps under his belt. You know, big play guy. He didn't catch it a ton, but every time he did, he was going yeah. yard for it. And uh, Demir, I could see you looking at Demir's stats and be like, oh, maybe, but you don't know how that connection right, is on and a new team. Well, What's his yeah. role? Coming from Toledo, it's hard to throw him on a new conference, all-conference all team. I thought so, too, until I saw this list full of damn UTSA and UAB people. They seem to think they can do it, but whatever. And then it, it go to the defensive side. Like maybe I could see someone try to make the argument for Jalen Allen. I don't know. It does not have sacks there for me. Does for guy bring me job is so they, master. they did post a second team all conference, and there are two Tigers on the second team. 
but they're both offensive and Davion Carter and Blake Watson. Still no defensive Tigers on a, even a second team PFF all conference team. Yeah, I definitely thought, obviously I just made an argument for Quante on the first team. Right. So I, I think that second team should have been understood. But again, I'd have to go back and look at whoever Nick Booker Brown is and on the D line, whatever that, you know, um, Oh, those are also interior D-line guys. Whatever. They do it in a weird manner. That probably didn't help. It's kind of like on NBA all-star teams where you get like rain, like four guards in a center type of situation. Yeah. Like other people are kind of getting thrown off. Um, so maybe a situation like that, but whatever. I'm not too worried about it. I, I think that Memphis is going to be a pretty dang good team this year, uh, especially defensively. I think they have a chance to be really good. They have a lot of experience there. They have um, – couple transfers that I think can make splashes kind of early. And a lot of guys who've played serious snaps. I think Barnes is the real deal. I would actually, depending on how this year goes, I could see Barnes potentially making his way out of here to a new job and whatever happens, happens with that. But, I mean, I think he's a good D coordinator. You and, and Gabe, before this recording, Gabe was high on the defense too. I think he said top three in conference. I, you know, I don't know how to – do that because I don't necessarily know what UTSA is. They seem to think UTSA is going to allow 10 total points all year long here. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how you couldn't be, right? The The amount of talent that you are returning, you have a lot of seniors on that defense right now. If you believe um, – if you kind of look at it in terms of who you think is going to start, right, kind of like the easiest – the easy guys to pencil in. Like I don't think – Anyone's question of Jalen Allen will be back, but uh, I think he's an easy projection to start there. What you do on the defensive line to replace uh big guy who's in Florida right now, going blank on his name. What? The big guy who was you know, the the defensive tackle that's now in Florida. Oh, the transfer? Gosh, now you made me blank. I know, sorry. You gotta replace him. And granted, his stats weren't really that impressive, but he was taking up two bodies the entire time. So that's a big presence you're going to have to take up. And the Ellison is coming in. You have uh, Cameron. Cameron. Forget Cam he was pretty forgettable. <laughs> he was. Statistically, yes. But he was taking on two guys. That's kind of his role. It's not to make a ton of tackles. It's to make two guys touch you. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Josh Ellison coming I in. I think that I want that role. <laughs> Trench baby. Trench baby coming in on the D-line. There's a lot of guys that I think can make a, a, a big move. Jalen Joyner coming off the edge, probably going to be the one spelling Jalen Allen. Chandler Martin, both Blake and I have talked about him this week on Twitter. Yeah, Blake posted that. Got me excited. Kid can tackle. It's what we've missed. Yes. This last couple of years is some surefire tackling. Yeah. Looks like a good tackler. Plays really well in space. Very speedy, I think, at the linebacker position. The question is, how is that going to translate coming up a level? Yeah. Essentially, right? If you watch his highlights, he's mostly just eating up. UT chat and I'm like it's not really telling me much but like you can see that the instincts are there blowing yeah. up screens reading plays perfectly things like that so gives me hope we've heard a lot of good things about uh, Simeon Blair we'll see how it all works out right we've heard we've seen some from the spring but man PFF does not like Simeon that's fine let him sleep dude I have let no sleep and I let no Simeon problem. eat. Put that on a shirt. We can if we want. I have no problem letting the, like, I don't get that butthurt when I see 
no Memphis Tigers listed on this. Up basically, yes, Dave. You tweeted bulletin board material. What are you talking about? That's fine. I think it could be. I think you have a complete argument to be made for some of these guys. They have an absolute argument to be made, especially if you look at some of the stats. You're like, this dude has never even played for this team. You just think he's going to be good. Yeah. A lot of these players have never even played in the American, and here we are saying that they're going to be the best player at that position. I don't think so. Maybe some of them, but like, whatever. And we'll see what uh, what the actual American sure. season all conference teams are. I think we'll see a couple more Tigers moved in. Hopefully, that'll make us feel better. I think it's where Blake Watson's so high on there because you don't even think he's going to be the starter. I don't think he'll be the starter. I think he's going to have a good year. So do you think Ducker should have been on there? Mm, n- no, because a little, a little too slow. No, I just don't think they're going to. You you have two guys splitting. A thousand carries, what you know, whatever the numbers. Yeah, be. two guys touching. You're not even two guys. It's probably gonna be four guys. We've seen how they do this. Running bet, back by hope, committee. Yeah, after, I hope that is not the case. After telling us it's not gonna be running back by committee, and it's always running back by committee. I, it's so hard to put a Memphis running back there now. Go back and look at the year that Kenny was incredible. I mean, you had Kenny and Patrick Taylor both back there. Have you ever looked at this? Like the the oh yeah, we the had difference our, in carries. Oh, I haven't looked at the difference in carries. Just how many, what percent do you think went to Kenny versus Patrick? Well, I mean, Patrick well, missed. Patrick was hurt. Yeah, he got year. hurt. Okay, name another running back on the roster. Doesn't matter. Wasn't wasn't Dreek on the roster then? Technically, I think he was, yeah. Well, then Antonio started getting carries. Antonio got carries. Yeah, so. It was Kenny, but it was Kenny, though. But, yeah, I mean, it was once Patrick got hurt, it was Kenny's backfield. Yeah, so. Patrick didn't touch it, not even 100 times. Well, that doesn't surprise me. Guys. The next he got guy hurt in, old, in the first in old game. Miss game. I understand, guys. And the next time was 62 at Kylan Watkins. The next was 33 at Antonio Gibson. You could add all these dudes up, and they still don't touch Kenny at 231. So it hasn't been until 2019 that we've had a guy touch it that many times. Like, that's bananas. It's just been running back by committee, by committee, by committee the entire time. Man, I forgot about Kylan Watkins. That guy was really good. I think he's a firefighter now. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to him. Shout out to the firefighters. Yeah, Dreek, if Dreek didn't hit it in 2020, after that, like, first four games where he came out touching it, like, 30 times a game, like, he was only at 136. So, like, I don't know if you're ever going to have a guy get close to 200-some-odd carries yeah, again. 231's a lot. That's a lot of carries. I'd trace it back to D'Angelo and say how many he got in a season. It's going to be more than that probably. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's going to like 30 carries a game, I believe. But. Goodness gracious. All right, we're about to get into uh, talking about all commerce teams. We're about to start getting into preseason watch list stuff. Yep. You know, you and I got riled up last year because uh, there were three American quarterbacks listed out of the 1,000 players for the Maxwell Award. And Seth wasn't listed. Do you think he is listed this year as a junior on the Maxwell watch list? Yeah, I think that one. I mean, they give it out. If you follow the same protocol, they got three American QBs. I think it's going to be Frank Pratt. It's Hennigan. the same thing we keep talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There's just no way he's not listed. They they literally, it's a watch list. They put out 300 names. Yeah. Like if you're a quarterback with a heartbeat in D1, they're like, you know what? Throw him out there. We'll see what happens. Except for last year. Except for last year, jerks. Um, outside the Maxwell, what else are you looking out for? You think we get anybody else on any awards? Yeah, I think August first is the Outland Trophy. 
Okay, interior line. Interior line. I think Jacob likes will get a nod there. I mean, what is he's a he's a senior. What about old Davion? It's possible. I, I think he's our highest rated uh, interior lineman. Yeah. Lineman overall last year. I mean, he was it was second team per PFF. Yeah. So I, I think there's no reason he shouldn't get some type of nod. It gets tricky. Like we're not saying they're going to win or even be finalists, but to be on the watch list itself, somewhat relative because it, it it's showing that you are, you know, I made the joke that you have to have a heartbeat to be on You're the list. You're productive but at your position. Obviously, you have to be relatively skilled at your position to be on there. So I think Likes obviously gets a nod for the Outland Trophy. Davian Carter very well could. He had a very good year last year. There were some ups and downs, but obviously had a really good year. Uh, Davey O'Brien, which is success both on and off the field. I think Seth could get that one. Not really everyone's favorite because it's not really football centric, but uh, he does a lot of work with, um, oh goodness, what's the blood donation? Uh, Vitalent, I think is what it is. Oh, I was going to say lifeblood. It's it's essentially like lifeblood. It, it's a, My parents' lifeblood. Once a month. Is it once a month? That's all growing. Seems weird. Okay, whatever. They did it frequently. I mean, my dad had like once a a twenty three gallon donor sticker on his car. That's a lot of blood. <laughs> I don't think they don't do it anymore, but they donate a lot of blood. We spent many a Saturday. You get snacks. That was the best part. I didn't have to give blood. You get but money I, for it? A t shirt? Something? I don't know. I mean they got a sticker. I want a sticker. And I hate ne- I hate needles. Hate needles. Anyway. If you're telling me I'm going to have to, I, I get a sticker, not a chance. Uh, but no, he does a lot of work with Vitalent, which is a blood donation company. So I could I could see him getting on there. I could see Jalen Allen getting on that list. What's Jalen do? Jalen works with a lot of nonprofits here in the city. Really? A lot of them. Yeah. Well, the more you know. I don't, I don't even know if they do a watch list for that one. I imagine they would. Right? Any a nominee, something. Yeah, something like that. Maybe it's like towards the end of the year they do a little more with it. But sure. You're definitely going to get some Tigers out there. I'm trying to think. We, what what about uh, you don't think old uh, Watkins or Ducker get on the Duke Walker? No. It's the same argument again. Not enough carries for one specific guy. You know, okay. if it was one guy getting 90% of the carries, yeah, for sure. Because mm-hmm. I expect Ryan to run the ball as we've we've seen it every year now, right? Whether it works or not. Whether it works or not, he's going to do it. I mean, what's that? Uh, 493 rush per, yeah, we had 493 rushes last year as a team, 416 the year before that. So 400 carries, you get 90% of that to one guy. Yeah. I think he's going to be on a watch list somewhere. Even just 50% of that. Right. I think we just talked about it. We were sitting there talking about Kenny getting 280. Yeah. Whatever it was. So unfortunately they're just splitting that up too much, man, but good year. I think we'll I think we'll learn some stuff. Um, I don't think we will directly have anyone there. Brian Moss, friend of the program, Kenny talked about it. He'll be there. He'll have some stuff going out. Uh, I'm gonna try to virtually drop in if I can. We'll see how that works. Blake Mayfield will be covering it all day for oh, uh, BCM as well. Sweet, 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 sweet. Yeah, Blake will have good stuff going for that. That's good. Nice. I'm excited about it. I, I think it's gonna be a good season. Um, I'm just ready for football, man. Yeah, I, I honestly at this point, like, I who do we play first? What's the Bethune Cookman? I cannot remember their name. With good old Edward. Wait, nope, nope. Dad Gummit. Nope, 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 nope. I think he wanted some money. 
donate some money to the school or something. I can't remember what it was. He wanted to be paid. <laughs> yeah. To do I mean, his he job. just wanted some investment in the program, I think. Yeah, I thought it was investment in the program. But if they weren't paying him, yeah, that's a good reason to not take the job personally. <laughs> uh, no, I'm excited for that game. It's You should win it 70-0 to zero, like we're playing UConn back in the day. But I just don't know that they will do that. Yeah. You got to win with class sometimes. But never. I'm excited about that. I just can't wait. We're in a dead period. Give me I mean, something, dude. I've got the itch. The Open just ended yesterday. I mean, that's this is a, it's going to be a drag these last five weeks. Hard knocks will carry me over. It's a couple weeks. Anything else football, Teach? I don't think so, man. No movement in conference realignment. With yeah. the Pac-12 media days, they did not announce a TV deal. Although... Just freaking liars. What? We're full of it, dude. TJ is adamant that Colorado is a lot. I am. 12. The, the Pac-12 just constantly sits there and talks about... Hey, they seem to be... He's come out and he said they're sticking together. We'll see what happens. What are you supposed to say in that situation? I don't know. I'm scared shitless. My conference is blowing up. Yeah. How do you think that's going to be portrayed? You can't say that. You're going to come out and say that... He's an honest man. I, no, I have no... My teams have no intentions of leaving. We feel really good. We're going to stick this out because the moment you say... You know, we may have some guys leave. the The one person. What that is you Colorado have, waiting for? Probably just to do. I don't think anyone wants to leave the Pac-12. Let's just clear the air there. I don't think any teams want to leave. But if you're sitting there telling me, I think they're just going to stick together until the Big Ten's ready to start plucking again. No, I don't think the Big Ten would ever go to Colorado. Why would they go to Colorado? I'm not saying Colorado just meant the Pac-12. No, I, I think that's that part's true. I think you definitely have that. I, th- I think that. Colorado's probably just hanging out to see what the Pac-12 gets financially, you know? We'll see. It'll be interesting. I still think they're gone. We'll see. What, you think it's Colorado and UConn? TJ, the biggest basketball—I mean, the biggest football guy on the face of the planet is all about this basketball realignment stuff. No, I think— You are. Well, I think you just greatly discredit what UConn basketball means to this whole thing. If your whole idea is that, yes, football. I'm not doubting that UConn basketball is what matters very good. Let me ask you this. What matters the most in the realignment? If you could put weight to something. What do you mean? Football. You think the football, just football. Drives the, yeah, the payout and the numbers, the viewers of football. Okay. So that market, the Hartford market of UConn has a million people in it. That's a, they're not. Pulling in UConn football, the rest of the Big 12 is not going to agree to share an equal share with UConn football. No one's saying share an equal share. They don't share anything. The Big 10 doesn't share an equal share with Rutgers or Maryland because they literally said, like, Rutgers and Maryland came in saying, we understand we are less than. And know what we're going to do? We're going to take less money just to be at the table. Now you're making this about UConn football. No. UConn is being mentioned. Because of their market. If they you get mention the Nielsen ratings, I'm flipping this table. If they <laughs> they get a sweetener because their basketball program is incredible. N- your mark has said, I want basketball to matter in this. And I think if you're saying... Your mark we said want, a lot. He has said a lot. If you want big market and you think basketball matters, uh, UConn seems to check your boxes there. That's a bigger market than Memphis. It's a bigger market than Boise. They've already said no to San Diego State. I mean, that's a bigger market than than Hartford. 
So if you're telling me what matters is financials and the market and getting viewership, and I've never heard anyone say winning football does or doesn't matter necessarily. I mean, you you have the Big 12 has Kansas. Their football has been atrocious for years. They had one good year. Yeah, game day this year. Yeah, and I think they won six games this year or something they like did. that. And they were like, I think they were 5-0 and in that game day. Game. Yes, and then they went on to, to win one game after. Yeah. So I don't think football really matters. If you're telling me they could have another Kansas, they would love that. I know it doesn't help in the football aspect of things, but how many, you know, you, we, we talked about this. I cannot remember the word that you get for March Madness games. What? When you're in March Madness games, you get payments. I can't think. Yeah, just. Um, I, I can't think of what they're called. There's a specific yeah. name for it. You have Kansas and you have UConn, and then you sprinkle somewhere in there. Baylor's probably going to be pretty good. Sprinkle in there Oklahoma State maybe one day again. West Virginia was a tournament team. Like I, I see pros to adding UConn. It's not sexy from the football side of things, but if you're sitting there telling me that I can replicate Kansas, bringing in national championships on the basketball side, I'm adding a million people of viewerships. I think it really just, yeah, it's going to come down to that. Do the, do the networks think that UConn from a football standpoint in that market, bring in enough eyeballs or does basketball matter? And bring in the revenue that a great question makes it make sense when it's all said and done, right? I think that's what it comes down to is if you care. The other part of that though is a two way street. I mean, does UConn want that? Sure, it's a great seen, question. We've seen things talking about does UConn really want to leave the Big East? I don't know that they should, but I don't either. Whatever, I don't know. Anyway, let's get to this Memphis's truck because it is late as truck. It is late as truck. Uh, we hate Memphis made cans consistently. This one's not that bad. I don't know. The color scheme works for me. It's gold, white, um, like a grizz blue, not like the baby blue, but the other color. Such a mad can. Six six flat. Mm. I think that's what I did the last one. I'll go a little bit higher, like six three. I just higher like the color scheme. I just like colors? the color scheme, honestly. Um, the beer's weird just because it's a stout and it's got a little bit of coffee twang on I it. I actually liked it. Kenny, I know I made a bad face, and you guys watching on YouTube, I did make a bad face, but I, it grew on me. What's the other coffee stout in Memphis? What? There's another coffee. Gotta get up to get down? Yeah, I like this better than that. It's been a while since I've had a got up to get down, but I remember really liking gotta get up to get down. I had it probably a month ago at Wiseacre on like a 98-degree day. Off the tap. That's stop. Well, it was only because everyone was like, I love got to get up to get down. And I tried it and I was like, Bleh. like it was, I, it was too hot. I could, I think I could probably drink this outside. I think I like this better. Yeah. I mean, it was good. I don't know how often you're drinking coffee stouts. I don't drink them too often, but like whatever, 5.9%. It's, it's like a good dessert one. It's thick looking, bro. It is thick. It, it does look like motor oil. Yeah, it's like pins oil in this thing. Uh, in terms of a grade, like it surprised me. If I had rated it immediately, <laughs> it had been about a three point two. But I enjoyed it as I went through, and I didn't. It wasn't painful to drink by any means. I'm gonna go like 
for a coffee stout Dude, surprise. Eight. King Cane's eight. Oh my god, it's eight. It's eight. This is six was, eight for me. I was I was gonna say six nine. Nice. Yeah, six eight for me. I think it's good. I just don't want to over hype it because I was happier with it than what I thought. Crushability score is very low. I mean, this is a one brew kind of thing. I'm not saying it's like drinking this is like gravy. I, I'm going to. It's like drinking gravy. It's a bit. I mean, big. I would drink gravy. You don't like gravy? No. I think we've talked about this. You're not a gravy guy, which is no. so. Kenny, does he not look like a gravy guy? Like a gravy guy? Are you kidding? <laughs> look at them gun. That gun. The guns do not tell me gravy. No. Mm. I just don't like gravy. I don't know. It's not good to me. That's weird. I don't even remember. What I, oh, I was gonna say. I don't. I would not buy this in multiples, but if I was going to Kroger, like build your own six pack, I'd throw one. That's in. that's good. I think that's what this beer is. It's like a hey variety pack, grab you one. I think that's a perfect way to explain. It. I would love for Kenny to try this one. We should have saved him one. We'll make him a. Let's make him a. We'll make him a build a pack. We'll. Right now we're starting with this and Andy's mint, <laughs> and we'll continue to build on it throughout the year. The most obscure pack ever. Just a random assortment of beers. That'd be good. Kenny, not the beer guy, so we're gonna give him. I'll try. Of, I'll, I'll try it. Some yeah. of the weirdest beers. That'll possible. be our end of the calendar year bonus for you. All right. Anything else, Trey? We good here? I think we're good. Let's. It uh, is two o four a.m. Right. Now. Let's let's call it a night, and uh, we'll be back next week. Come with the cold beers, Jamie. Lot takes. If you enjoyed this episode of Tigers Untapped, leave a rating and a review wherever you download your podcasts. Like and subscribe at Bluff City Media's YouTube page. Head over to www.bluffcitymedia.co for comprehensive coverage of Memphis sports.